It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the broadcast, the most exciting public affairs show in the country. This is the Adam Ritz Show. I am your host, Adam Ritz. With me is Jay Baker. Hello, Jay. Hey, Adam. Once again, it's great to be part of this outstanding show. See, you've heard the same things I have. I have read from the Institute that apparently this is the most listened to public affairs show in North America. I'll be darned. I don't know if that's measurable or if uh, we can verify that, but uh, it sounds good to me. Uh, I want to thank our friends at Vibonomics right out of the gate for underwriting the program. We're coming to you from the Vibonomics radio studios. You can learn learn more about their initiatives and how they've transformed in-store audio and out-of-home audio advertising. Learn about it at Vibonomics.com. Uh, I want to thank uh, my friends with the Naughty Yachties and the Indie Humane Society for a benefit show uh, I went to and sort of co-hosted last weekend. Uh, we've talked recently about Yacht Rock and what it is. We did a little music appreciation and a music um, education show recently and talked about uh, Yacht Rock and Yacht Rock Radio. And uh, we were involved. I work with Yacht Rock Radio. We were involved with a, a Yacht Rock tribute band known as the Naughty Yachties. They're one of the best Yacht Rock tribute bands in the country. And they did a little thing for the Humane Society. So we raised some money and awareness to uh, help out our furry friends. No, that is good to hear. Outstanding band, as you said. And uh, if you get a chance to see them, they play all over the Midwest. It's definite must-see. And, and I will uh, take this opportunity to just suggest to our listeners, if uh, you've been wanting to get involved with a charity or a community service project, if you ever hear about a benefit concert— that is probably your easiest and best chance to do something that is fun, that you'll enjoy, that'll that'll actually help other people too, uh, especially if it's the kind of music you like. Now, I'm not suggesting uh, to go see a band that you would you might end up hating or some music that you don't uh, connect to, but if there's a band, a genre, a type of music uh, that you can connect to and they're having a concert and it's only 10 or 20 bucks to get in and all money raised is going to help out at .org, that is the best way to entertain yourself and do something good for other people at the same time. I would agree. And uh, there are so many choices now, indoor and outdoor concerts. So definitely make it, uh, make it a road trip. Do it. You'd have, you'll enjoy yourself. You've lost your chance to see Live Aid uh, and the money raised for the starving children in Africa. That was, you missed that one. <laughs> that was a few years ago. That was uh, a few years ago. It just it just went by. You missed that one. So maybe uh, the next uh, park, outdoor stage, free stage, even if it's a if it's a free concert, and it's just uh, pass the hat. I mean, get involved, have some fun, listen to some good music. I so, would highly recommend that as well. Uh, are we ready to jump into this we, topic? I'm we, actually we pretty are. excited about we today's are. topic. And, and you know, I, just, I think it's important to let our listeners know that uh, I have no idea what you're going to say. I mean, you never know what I'm going to say. You didn't know we were going to start with a little shout out and thank you to the Naughty Yachties and the Yacht Rock Tribute Concert for the Humane Society. I don't have any idea what you're going to bring up today. Usually it's topical as far as uh, an awareness week or that this is uh, National Blank Month. 
So I'm very interested to hear, along with our listeners, what the heck you have in store for us today. I think you'll enjoy today's topic is... This is that time of year. You and I chuckle a little bit about something this time of year. Uh But what happens in the fall? We're talking about spectacular fall foliage. You cannot even say that three times real quick. But it is something that almost everybody asks about. Every state has a an area, if you will, of here's the prime area to check out your fall colors. Mm -hmm. So we're going to talk a little bit about a potential fall trip, either for your whole entire family, or this could be a very romantic thing for couples. You know, as a public service, uh, keeping your marriage happy and healthy is something that's worth working towards. You know that. That's important. And there's no way to have an argument with your spouse when you're looking at red and yellow and orange fall foliage. <laughs> Absolutely. So, did uh, I throw an extra syllable in there? Is it it's foliage really, it's, or just foliage? It's probably a little bit of both. Foliage. I think the I is in there, so technically it's foliage. You know, I've got uh, some British ancestry, so maybe I'm doing the Queen's English when I pronounce foliage. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's always hard to say, and I'm with you. The minute I see the word, I say, please don't make me say it out loud too much. But here's what was interesting when I did a little research, Adam. There's actually a strategy to to tackle on these trips. Many of these trips, especially to New England, we've always talked about fall in New England. Those trips get booked sometimes five or six months in advance because people know, hey, this is a hotbed area. Um, you think about Vermont, New Hampshire, those states are largely forested areas. So when their colors turn, it's mm-hmm. pretty spectacular. And a lot of people book their stay the day they leave for the next year. Oh, so yes. maybe, maybe more than five or six months in advance. Maybe they book the same weekend 10 years in a row in advance. If you have a favorite inn that you like to visit, as you might imagine, the bed and breakfast uh, thing is very popular. The bed and breakfast thing isn't for everybody. You know, sometimes you stay in a bed and breakfast and you go, oh, this is a little too cozy for me. But uh, you are absolutely correct. If you have found a favorite place to stay, oftentimes they're booked perennially. Have you enjoyed a bed and breakfast? What do you think of that? I have been drugged to the bed and breakfast, but I will tell you, it is not my cup of tea. It just isn't. There's something about it. I understand the quaintness and the, hey, come on down for breakfast. But for me, I just, I need that uh, hotel bathrobe and sprawled in the corner till it's time for breakfast approach. And it sort of doesn't lend itself at the bed and breakfast. I enjoyed a few bed and breakfasts and uh, Melissa, my girlfriend, does not enjoy them. And the reasons why she doesn't like them, she's brought to my attention. And now I don't like them. So I'm not, oh, I apologize to anybody that's running, operating a bed and breakfast. But again, I'm more of a hotel guy. Uh, I do appreciate the meals that are prepared and how great they taste. But there's just something, I don't know, maybe it's as I get older, I'm less uh, inclined to just connect with a total stranger like, like she's my mom. Like she's your mom, and that like come on down for dinner. Correct. So they've got dinner on the on the dining room table for you, and the other three couples staying there. And now you've got this instant fake step family, right? <laughs> that's enjoying this food that this person made. I don't I don't know if there's a cat in the kitchen crawling on the <laughs> counter, and there's cat hair in the food now, or 
Oh, I'm going to stop talking because this is not helping the bed and breakfast uh, industry right now, is it? This well, message brought to you by Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> well, you find yourself at a table with a total stranger going, uh, and what is it that you do, Chet? <laughs> Plus, you know, when you and I travel, the second anybody says, oh, you work in radio, all of a sudden that trumps every other thing. I mean, there could be a renowned heart surgeon sitting at that table, yet they'll want to talk to the radio guy. So I'm with you. The anonymity part of the hotel, I kind of like just a little bit. And the free waffles in the morning. Oh, are you kidding me? (laughs) I love free waffles. But at any rate, you do want to kind of think about your strategy heading out. Uh, They do suggest uh, the best thing to do is select travel dates in advance, but don't necessarily be beholden to one destination because before you head out, and when I tell you this, you're going to think I made this up. You can call fall foliage hotlines for current information. I swear to you, I'm going to share two instances. You're going to laugh your (laughs) butt off when I show these to you. Some official state tourism websites and state park websites also have up-to-date reports on current fall foliage. Does it, you call and it says, hello, you've reached the fall foliage hotline. If you would Is like, that, I've got an example of a number we could call and see exactly what they say. But I'm going to guess a variant of that. Okay. And then a different voice will come in and go, at Chippewa State Park, it's very nice. <laughs> I bet you that's exactly the way it goes. Okay. Because check out the example. I picked two states. I always like to have an example for everything. Remember how we did a show one time and I said, I just – Eeny, meeny, miny, moe selected Ohio. Well, this time around, I said, let's pick two states very far apart from each other and one most very northern east, northeast and one very south. So here's the example that they gave. The dominant colors in the state of Maine are red, purple, and yellow. In southern Maine and coastal areas, they'll reach peak colors in mid-October, but western mountain peak areas will uh, – actually peak earlier in the month. So if you're looking to go to Maine, you want to get there mid-October or slightly earlier than that. Their foliage hotline is, and this is a legit number, 888-MAIN-45. The word Maine 45. Okay. Well, here's what I'm going to, I don't have, uh, since you sprung this on me, I don't have our phone system set up here live as we record. But I will call the hotline and record it, and we'll put it in post-production so we can hear what it sounds like. Absolutely. We can find um, out what's happening. No, what we'll do. We'll put, that, we'll put that voicemail on our, on our website, adamredshow.com. Uh, I can't wait to hear the main – you know what? Let's just do it. Let me, let me just call it. I, I can get this on the microphone through a speakerphone, right? Sure. Why not? It's 888-MAIN-45. Um, and, and for me, the tough part would be spelling main. Okay, M A I N E 45. Got it. Calling. So we're going to find out. <laughs> this is funny. Hello, and thank you in advance for answering three fun, quick, and easy questions about travel. Select callers will receive a free Florida Bahamas cruise vacation for two Ooh. just for helping us out. All right. Let's begin. If you or someone in your household is 50 years or older, please press 1. Oops. If not, press 2. All right. I'm going to I'm gonna press 2. Uh, not over 50. If you are 25 years or older, 
please press 1. If not... Okay. A little tourism uh, survey. Yeah. It's widely regarded as having the most stunning beaches in crystal clear waters. Would you like to visit the Caribbean? If yes, press 1. If no, press 2. Always up for the Caribbean. Florida is known for its warm weather, great shopping, spectacular beaches, and exciting amusement parks. Would you like to visit Florida? Well, of course. One. Do you take a vacation? Oh, my gosh. Get to the foliage. Press one. Thank you for answering our questions. And congratulations. All operators are busy. Please call back. Cruise vacation for two. You will have 18 months to take your vacation. You are simply responsible for minor government. I think he just told me I want a trip to the Caribbean. Yeah. per person. Do you think that seems likely? Enjoy your vacation. To speak with a live cruise agent, please press 1 now. This is the fall foliage hotline, <laughs> I swear to you. Live cruise agent, please press 1 now. So Maine just scammed us. <laughs> I feel a little bit bad because this is the number that they gave me in this in this uh, on this website. So our topic today is telephone marketing scams. Do not call 1888-MAIN-45. Okay. <laughs> I was told this was the fall foliage hotline. Let's try the next one. Okay, here That's we go. That's why you have two examples. <laughs> okay, Florida being further south, uh, their uh, foliage doesn't peak until November. Can I just pause and say that it is legitimate to point out to our listeners, maybe you're not familiar with uh, what kind of a marketing scam a telephone can be if you call a number and they put you through a rigmarole of a survey and then tell you that you want to cruise uh maybe be a little skeptical maybe maybe uh it could be legit but you still um you end up having to pay or join their vacation club or all of a sudden this free cruise ends up costing you three thousand dollars no absolutely so i'm glad that happened that was a, a misdirect public service announcement Okay, back to our next state and their fall foliage hotline. Okay, Florida. <laughs> this should be an easier number to dial. You know what? The Maine hotline was asking me if I wanted to go to Florida. If this guy asked me if I want to go to Maine, <laughs> you know something's up. Okay, now in Florida, if you want to learn about the leaves, you call 888. There's not much, the, the change of seasons aren't that uh, prevalent in Florida. Well, that's aren't, the are thing. Um they don't peak until early November. So you have there's a very mm. thin window to catch it. And there's not a lot of trees in Florida. No. But once again, as I picked two incredibly totally different. Dis- different states. 888-888-735-2872. Let's see if we can go uh, one for one here. Thanks for calling Visit Florida, the state's official source for travel planning. Please listen carefully as our menu options may have changed. To receive our free official Florida vacation guide, please press 1. For information on Visit Florida Travel Partners, please press 2. If you'd like to speak with a Visit Florida Travel Expert, please press 0. To repeat these menu options again, please press 9. I'm going to press 0. See if anybody answers. Yeah. And we'll ask them about their ask about the foliage. Thank you for calling the Visit Florida Information Hotline. Please press zero to speak with one of our Florida information specialists now. And remember to visit. <laughs> At least we got through. I- Thank you for calling the Visit Florida Information Hotline. <laughs> we're sorry, but we're unable to take your call right now. Oh. But we're either on the phone or it is outside of our normal business hours, which are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right. Well, 
I really wanted to watch the fall foliage in Florida. Now I don't know when to go. At least I feel that number was much more legit than Maine's number. Don't you that, feel that, that way? It seemed a little legit. Yeah, Maine, um, Maine's number seems somewhat commandeered for some reason. And I'm just curious, the, the .com or .org where you got these numbers, they're at tripsavvy.com. They're from they're, tripsavvy.com. They are uh, promoting those numbers as numbers to call to get information for fall travel and fall foliage. And they're also recommending that you look online for fall foliage hotlines because, as we said, some are official state tourism websites, some are state park websites, some are companies that specialize in fall tourism. So they want you to know the current conditions because they'd like for you to book a trip. So I was a little surprised that the main one seems a little more commercial. Yeah, because the uh, the Northeast, beautiful in the fall. Um, I think of the opening scenes for Who's the Boss yeah. with Tony Danza. That was uh, New Hampshire, possibly. I think, I think I it think took it place was. in New Hampshire. And the opening scenes were exterior shots of uh, colonial houses in the fall. Beautiful. The Bob Newhart show, the the newer rendition where they ran a bed and breakfast, ran a bed and breakfast. with Daryl and his brother Daryl, all took place in uh, the Northeast in the fall. Beautiful this time of year. They are beautiful locations. Here are, according to a survey, the 10 best fall foliage locations in the United States. Aspen, Colorado is one because, of course, the beautiful trees there. Mm-hmm. The Catskills in New York. So we're talking about the upstate New York area. The Finger Lakes region, very beautiful. The Berkshires in Massachusetts, the Columbia River Gorge in Oregon, Green Mountain Byway in Vermont. So once again in Vermont, a beautiful area. There's a place called the Enchanted Circle Scenic Byway in New Mexico. You wouldn't think of New New Mexico Mexico. as a place for fall foliage, but it has made this list. The Great Smoky Mountains, you were in Tennessee recently. Of course. And the Upper Peninsula in Michigan, which makes sense, heavily forested area. It gets very cold up there, so you can imagine you get spectacular fall colors because the trees have to cycle between warm and cold, warm and cold, and that's what actually activates the foliage. My favorite part of fall, and I knew Michigan was on the list somehow, had to be, uh, because on Saturdays, college football, this you know early September, the first couple of kickoffs, it's hot all the way across the United States. Every pregame show, there are green leaves, green grass, people sweating to death while they barbecue and grill out for their tailgates. And as the season goes on, the leaves change color. The television networks use that to their advantage, and they'll show a distant shot of the stadium with the red and purple and orange and yellow leaves in the background. I just love fall and college football and how it looks and the visuals, uh, especially when they do the aerial shots uh, from the blimp above the stadium, and you can see the the trees off in the campus golf course or whatever. Um, fantastic. Absolutely. And then once the snow hits and it's just a blanket of white, I'm depressed. Some yes. people like snow. It just depresses me now because yeah. I don't like to be cold. Then they show you Lambeau Field. And I'm out. Yeah, there's no <laughs> fall foliage there, just plenty of cold temperatures. Here's a couple of car trips. Not everybody's keen on car trips, but let's bring one up that, Adam, you were in close proximity to this area not too long ago. Uh, one of the areas that people are recommending that you drive to see the fall colors is in the Great Smoky Mountains. Mm-hmm. They recommend that you could fly to Tennessee, either in Nashville or Knoxville, and then you can head to an area 
um, that's uh, very close. The uh, I'm trying to think of the name of this actual state park that's near. It's actually a national park. I think it's called the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And they say that the absolute best place is, and this sounds like the children's song, on top of Old Smoky Mountain at Newfound Gap. So there is a Smoky Mountain, and you can go up to the top of it in the fall colors, apparently. All directions, absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's a place called Cades Cove. They say is absolutely breathtaking. There's an 11-mile stretch of road around Cades Cove. So those are in the old Smoky Mountains near Tennessee and North Carolina. And you just came back from there. It is very pretty. Beautiful. Yeah, it was uh, at the University of Tennessee. And uh, I was there during the heat of the summer. And I wish I was there during the fall foliage. I will say this about the Smoky Mountains. A little little travel advice. Uh, One year, a decade ago, when my kids were small, to save money for spring break, rather than go all the way to Florida with the airfare, uh, the, the hotel cost, uh, and how much a spring break can actually cost, I decided to drive to the Smoky Mountains and just go to Dollywood and Gatlinburg, which are not in the same city, but I think they're, it was a half-hour drive from one to the other. And we went for a like a four-day weekend, you know, so I, instead of a whole not eight, eight and a half days in Florida for spring break, which can cost a lot, I'm like four days. I'll go four days to Gatlinburg and Dollywood and the Smoky Mountains. That'll be cool. And I ended up spending as much money on that trip had I gone to Florida and, and done Disney World too, because I just kept, things just kept, I was getting nickeled and dimed everywhere. And I'm, and I don't say no. So when the kids are like, Hey, can we do this? Sure. Let's go into this wax museum that's $38 a person, and it takes an hour to go through it, and now you've got another activity right next door that's $27 a person, and you just go down the strip in Gatlinburg, and everything just adds up, and after four days, I'm like, holy cow, I should have just gone to Orlando. (laughs) Well, it underscores why that area is so popular in the fall book solid. And then, as you said, lots of tourist-oriented yeah. things. My kids love Gatlinburg. Mine did, too. And um, my kids, the second they see miniature golf or their favorite, adventure golf, which is miniature oh, golf with sure. great props, they can't get enough. And I'm not uh, poo-pooing the Gatlinburg-Dollywood experience. I'm just saying if you plan ahead, plan ahead on what you're going to do, because if you do every single attraction on the strip in Gatlinburg, you might as well just go to Los Angeles <laughs> and go to might Disneyland. As well. <laughs> uh, you just got to know that those those little little uh, events and and attractions add up because it's not a, a one ticket price you're paying to get into Gatlinburg. You pay per event per attraction, and after four days of that, you should have just gone to Europe. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So let's just say, Adam, you want to take that romantic trip, l- watch a little fall color, really enjoy it, and you and uh, your loved one, you're saying to yourself, how can I save a little money, believe it or not? If you book a midweek trip, some of the inns and hotels around there are willing to bend their two- or three-night minimum stay policies policies to fill in a Tuesday or Wednesday night. So you get their midweek you might be able to get lucky and get into a picturesque inn that nobody else can get into. Those two three-night um, limited or, or minimums, they've gotten me before. 
And uh, when you're going to a highly touristic, especially around uh, a seasonal time like fall, expect a two or three night minimum, especially on the weekends. Absolutely. So that's a little way around it. Here's something that I would have never thought about. I would have poo-pooed in the past, but makes sense now. They have motor coach tours, and we know we've seen movies of the old motor coach tour where it's packed in and it's no fun and and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now they have these new luxury coaches, less people on board. Some of them have free Wi-Fi, complimentary amenities on board, more legroom. So a coach tour might be perfect. Somebody else is doing the driving, so you can just feel free to stare out the window. Great idea. Here's something else, too, and I thought of you and Yacht Rock. Uh, You could take a coastal boat tour. If you think about it, Maine, obviously a coastal state, but you could get on board a very seaworthy boat. Obviously, you want to be only with an operator that you trust or has you know high recommendations, but they'll take you along the coast. I thought that really sounds like that could be a very cool trip, and I bet they have luncheon and dinner cruises and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. The yacht, uh, the yacht lifestyle is uh, a lot of fun. Um, coastal views, sea vistas, and a, and a, a crab cake on Absolutely. a boat. Are you kidding me? Sign me up. And you and I always recommend that if you are on a boat, you should be with Gino Vanelli. <laughs> those, <laughs> those nights in Montreal. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Here's something I would have never thought about. Believe it or not, you can see the fall colors from the air. There's three or four reputable companies that run hot air balloon trips. And I thought to myself... Hey, you know, people love drones. This is sort of the low-tech equivalent of a drone going up in a hot air balloon. That would be – I've not done a hot air balloon, have you? I have. You have? And they are a blast. I really like them. And here's the caveat about hot air balloon. Obviously, you want to go up with a trained operator, trained pilot. When you are skyward in a balloon, you're traveling at the same rate of speed that the wind is traveling. So it's absolutely the most quiet experience you'll ever experience. You can actually you can't hear, hear the wind because you're going as fast as the wind. You are the wind. That makes sense. You can hear conversations on the ground. You can hear a car a mile away because you're up in the sky. It's very interesting, very peaceful. Were you afraid? I'm afraid of heights. Was that did that factor uh, in? You know the the height thing doesn't bother me, so that was not as big a factor. I was just so amazed that this thing so majestically rose up into the sky, and you can kind of ask the operator, you know, I, or the pilot, you know, let's not go too high. Let's do this. Let's do that. And they'll ask you, are you comfortable doing this? Do you want to go up a little higher? Do you want to go a little lower? And uh, it really is quite an experience. Was it a traditional? basket the yes. way you've seen in the film and TV and and the basket went up how high on your on your mid You get into a wicker basket and it was probably about shoulder height. Oh, shoulder height? Yeah, oh, so okay. it's designed you so that you out. can look over the edge, but there's a safety factor. And how many people were in the basket? I went up with six people, and that was a little tight in that basket. It was an eight-person basket, and we went up with six people. And you liked all of them? Or did you know them, or were they strangers? Uh, yeah, no, they were all friends okay. and relatives, so that part was fun. You don't want to get up to the the <laughs> pinnacle of the of the tra- of the the flight and figure out that you don't like the guy yes. or that he doesn't like you. That's Absolutely. even worse. <laughs> so, it, like you said, you do have some reservations about heights, but I thought that that was an excellent way – to view fall foliage in a very non-traditional fashion, yeah. which goes to the point, you'll love this, 
if you do do a fall foliage trip, either with your family or your loved one, you got to think to yourself, what would you like to do? Because you're going to spend part of the time looking at the fall foliage, Mm -hmm. but are you... Are you the kind of person that likes to look for food? Are you the kind of person that wants to golf late in the season? Um, You want to maybe take some hikes? Uh, You want to visit some breweries? Whatever you want to do, you have to kind of plan that out. And as you have found out, Adam, that places really will accommodate that tourist frame of mind. As you said, go to Gatlinburg, beautiful in the fall, plenty of wax museums and adventure golf. Yes, Absolutely. <laughs> and and that way your kids have will say, hey, we had a great time viewing fall foliage, but boy, if that's all we would have had, we'd be bored stiff. So here we're playing a little adventure golf. Thank you, mom and dad. So you really do have to think <laughs> in terms of what your loved one would like. In, in our particular case, no bed and breakfast, thank you. Uh, but if we've got our kids with us, hey, you're going to want to take them to a spot where there's a lot of stuff going on. So fall foliage season. We are uh, just entering that time of year. And depending on where you're listening, uh, it could be if you're farther in the south, it'll be later in the year. If you're farther in the north, it's coming up uh, maybe in the next couple of weeks. I'd say on average, it's about what you said earlier, mid-October. Right. Um, And it's probably early October or, or from October 1st to Halloween is the prime fall foliage viewing season. So we wish you the best of luck this fall as you go out and try to get some great family photos. You get the turtleneck on, the corduroy pants, you get your family together for that picture in the state park with all the leaves behind you. You have that picture too, right? I can't be the only one with that picture. So we wish you the the best this fall from the Adam Ritz Show. And if you want to join us on Twitter, we are at Adam Ritz on Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Thank you for joining us. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.